Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy, I started to say Tuesday because we're recording this on Tuesday. Happy Wednesday for those of you watching this live. Uh, for you, it is Wednesday, February 8th. We're recording this at 3.20 in the afternoon on February 7th. To get the sense, we're recording Cat. Uh, sometimes her schedule it works better for us to record in the afternoon before. Most of the time these days, that helps it work out better for everyone. So, all right. Well, welcome to the broadcast. A quick reminder that we tomorrow's for you. Tomorrow, Thursday, is Mel K. We haven't had her on for a while. And she's going to give us an update on what's going on out there. So we, I love her very much. She, she's a great um, patriot in the patriot movement. She's at all the uh, Reawaken America things. She's an absolute God fearer. And she loves us and we love her. So um, that is that is Thursday tomorrow for you. Uh, we'll ask her some of the latest updates. So uh, we're going to bring in Kat here in just a moment. But before we do that, here's a quick reminder about the wells we're digging. Uh, I love that music. I like the beat to it, too. And plus the whole Irish feeling of it. It's a great, uh, here's a big word, juxtaposition with the music. And, and you're seeing the, the I don't know whether it's called the bush or whatever you call it, in, in, the, in the villages of Uganda. Uh, very primitive, poverty-stricken by any standard that we have. And they may not consider themselves poverty-stricken at all. I don't know uh, how that is. I'll have to learn more about that one day. But they sure need the water. They surely need the water, so we thank you for your help on that. All right, time to watch for Cat uh, and Steve on Wednesday, so here we go with Cat. Well, good afternoon. I guess it is afternoon. It's actually like, we're, we're taping this, so it's like 6.20 in the evening, your time, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, you'll have to ask Jen that. I never know what <laughs> you, went, you, went you, go, you You went to bed at, usually you go to bed at 6, right? When did you? Because you're up all night. Are you still up all night? These I days? have been up since 4 a.m. Oh, you've been up since 4. That's really unlike you. You don't get up that early. Not really unless I'm really involved in doing something, you know, yeah. then I am. Well, good to see you. Well, we've got some questions. I, oh, I forgot to check with you before the program if, you, if there was anything you had to share before we got into questions. I think Robin shared so much the other day. <laughs> Probably not, except that we are still busy moving and we're very excited about it. But I really wanted to give the time since I didn't have a whole hour today to let people ask questions. Okay. All right. Um, well, here, the first one is going to come from me. In fact, we were I talking know about that. Yeah. So uh, this is for me. And so our staff was talking about uh, prayer and, and one of them said, well, why don't you ask Kat what it's like for you? I think we asked you one time with this vague recollection. We said, what's prayer like? For you, and I think you said um, in the recesses of my memory here, something about your yours was more about decrees. But don't let me put words in. What is prayer like for you? Yeah, well, there's many different types of things you can call prayer, or that is called prayer even in heaven. Uh, ruling is something. Ruling is what you really around. It's you taking authority and dominion, and by by the things that you that you. Um, either say that God is doing because he's told you or things that you have wanted yourself to release into the spirit realm to make a difference in people's lives. The other thing is called declaring and decreeing, which a lot of people have heard, you know, what you dare, dare to declare and decree shall be uh, established unto you. 
That is my number one way I pray because I'm trying, am trying to establish usually something very specific, something God had asked me to, to uh, take authority over, something he's asked me to make decrees about. And so that is my favorite way to pray. And I still, um, another thing is talking to God. Just having a language with him is also partly prayer. Um, and I know God had said, you know, you pray all the time because you talk to me all the time. That's what he says to me. That's what the Father says to me. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, so, you pray all the time because you talk to me all the time. That's really yeah. instructive right there. Yes, it is. And uh, and we should all have that much time and attention to give to him. But absolutely, declaring and decreeing is the number one way I pray. Taking authority, I taking great authority, having been, been spent time with the Father or the Son, uh, discussing things that they have going on on the earth right now, what is about to happen on the earth, things like that. And then he'll say, go, go make decrees over that. And so that's what I do. I do a lot of that. Also for family members, I'll declare and decree over their lives, things that they need, either from heaven or that they're involved in working on, uh, on this earth, and, and, you know, for the Father, for the Father. I, I wanted to ask you a question about, you know, there's a scripture that says, uh, resist the devil. It's right in there. Agree with God. There was a, that, that phrase, agree with God. There's so many things we could agree with God. And I, I had something happen to me the other day, and I'll give you an example. So it's like I'm praying for this person that's in need. So I said, Lord, and this is not the exact one, but it's kind of close. Said, Lord, he, I know he's like your beloved son, this one I'm praying, that, that I have in my heart. And I know you and him are friends. And I agree with you that you would never, ever cause harm to him. And I know you and I agree on this. And I know that if anyone feels empathy for what he's going through, it would be you. And I just want you to know I agree with you. And that was kind of like a non-prayer prayer because I was explaining the need. That he knew the need I was talking about, but I was yeah. explaining it in agreement. But what are your thoughts about something like that? I think for sure that would be a conversation. You know, um, God does take the time to, I mean, even me, even myself, about things that people are going through and things to let them know that I care about, that he cares about, things like that. So there are other types of conversation that you wouldn't necessarily uh, specifically call prayer. And I think that's because we show that we love people and we really care about people and our, our empathy goes along with them with whatever they're going through. And the father absolutely adores and loves people who, who you know, it's not his plan to put us through things no matter what it looks like sometimes, especially these last couple of years, yeah. that he is delighted to see the heart of people that care. And I think it's so important for us to have kindness and care about people. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in our own world or our own life, we forget sometimes there are others out there who do need a kind word, an encouraging word, maybe a letter written to them or something, letting them know someone is here with you, we've got your back, you know, we care about you. So uh, certainly there's all different kinds of conversation you could have in any way at, that some people may say, well, I didn't even think of that as prayer. But anytime we love people, it's going to touch the heart of the Father. Wow. Yeah, you know, our old school thinking, for lack of a better description, our old school thinking would be, they would say, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they'd say, what did you do in your quiet time? Or did you have your quiet time? Because if you don't put in time, and, and I understand that very much, but it, 
it kind of came off as a legalistic thing from time to time. Yeah. If someone would say, did you have your quiet time? Um, it's a little bit freeing to me to have you say, even if you're showing kindness, even if you're talking to the Lord. Um, I was trying to figure out, who, remind, be reminded, of who, who was this famous person of prayer that said, I, ha- I have hardly ever prayed for more than five minutes. Maybe he said 15 minutes. I don't know. It's five. It was like either five or 15, so I'll say five. I've, I've never prayed longer than five minutes, but I've never gone more than five minutes without praying. It was something like that. It was probably 15. Um, Kat, let me ask you. So some people have been taught, you know, there's a scripture that says, um, you know, we're supposed to give him our, our petitions with thanksgiving. Let your let your petitions or prayers be known to God in the in the prayer of thanksgiving, all that. So are there people who do who you would say get too much into petition and not enough in other things? What would you say? How would you exhort someone to pray? Or like do some people say, Lord, I need this and Lord help me with that? Lord help my family. Is it too much is too much petition? I think it depends on the person themselves. I guess most people would 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 some people just going to ask for I guess whatever they're having issues with or whatever they're thinking about or wondering if something will work. Some people can't kind of not sure about making up their mind. I think and so sometimes they may ask more than other people would. But I just I I love people who declare declare and decree us that you really are um, serious about getting something done for God. And making sure that petitions petitions are being heard, maybe not even just your petitions. It might be others' petitions. You know they're going through something like we were kind of just talking about a minute ago. I don't think God ever gets tired of hearing anybody's petitions at all, if you ask me personally. I don't think he's oh, good. No, I, I totally was asking that. So, uh, uh, oh. so yeah, I totally was. So if, that, if, that, if too much is, you're not worried about too many petitions then. Good. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, no. No, okay. sometimes he wished people would ask more. <laughs> well, that's true too, doesn't it? he? Says you have not because you ask not. So right. there must be that side of that. Okay, you good point. Right. So, yeah. all right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question from Benny, age 12. So he says, "Are the skill levels of all people the same in heaven? Like, are they all the same strong? They're just as strong. They're just as fast speed." He seems to be asking about athletic by the question. He mentioned strength and speed. Is everybody the same or some stronger and some faster? I don't think everybody is the same at all. I think everybody is still at different levels. You know, if you pursue something, of course, you're going to know more than someone who never had before. Uh, You do have the ability to learn new skills all the time in heaven or improve the skills that you have in heaven. But no, I don't think everybody's at the same level. That's good to hear. Yeah. In fact, that the way you answered that. It would be almost boring to say, why bother to go to something if everybody is the same? Right. Well, that's true. Um, oh, I lost. I was going to ask a follow-up, but I lost it. Okay. Jack, age nine. Okay. He he wants to know, can I transform into things in heaven like an animal or a character? He wants to know if he can transform it. I, I assume this is like when they're playing around or something. There are places in heaven they can go that is for a play area that, yes, you can actually change. You can be smaller, you can be larger. Uh, I think that you can become a cartoon in certain areas. And then you play out cartoons with your friends. You actually are in the cartoon. So he's absolutely right. 
And I, you said in certain places, are there, because it, it sounds like a, what would be a term? It sounds like a fun zone or a fun village or, or something. There are places that. It is usually in the amusement park. There's a lot of things going on similar to that. They have all kinds of things that you can do. You can travel different ways, like in bubbles. Um, uh, you can go up to uh, different places where the, the play places in the sky. I know it sounds crazy, but it's heaven. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very different. And when you go there, you expect some of those things to happen. Well, I got to ask you when a lady wrote to me, I didn't respond to her today because I didn't know how to respond because I, I don't have an answer for everybody's question. But she wrote, she's very nice about it, but she says, but I'm quite certain there's no cotton candy in heaven. So apparently she heard that you had said there was cotton candy in heaven. And I, my, my thing would have been, if I'd written there, what, what would prevent God from giving a delicious cotton candy that would be the Nothing. best? Yeah, so um, talk to people about the funness, the giddiness, the laughter, the hilarity of God, because we get the holy thing. We, we've been taught, I don't know, we don't have it down, but we've been taught the holy side. We have not been taught the fun side. I mean, what would you like to tell people that say they're tuning in for the first time? I would say the same thing that the father said to me. If he didn't make fun places in heaven, he'd be in trouble with all those kids coming home. I mean, that's you a perfect. Come, you come like a little child. The, the Bible is clear about that. You come with the heart of a child because you're going to have adventures. You're going to have fun. And the father wants you to have it. Why wouldn't he? He is your father. So, of course, he planned different things to do, even adventures for you to do, uh, things to learn, different places to go to learn them. Uh, you can visit rodeos. You already know about the amusement park. There's so many places in heaven that you can go, even beautiful places out to outside, parks, all kinds of things, dinosaur park. I know people get up, get off on that. But, you know, you're not God. And I can tell you, when he is a father, a loving father, he's going to give everything he can to bless his children. And that's why he's he wants you to expect it. That's why what do you think you would do with all these millions of children coming home to heaven? That's really, really good. And you know, the 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 thing about it is not only millions, maybe there's even billions, because from the beginning of time there are billions of Well, because from the beginning of time, children have been have lost their lives when they were little, you know. Um, right. oh, I have never asked you this question, but I want to ask you this question. There were people that perished in the flood, um, and some among those cats, surely there would have been children throughout whatever the earth was in those days. When, sure. when those children perished in the flood, and they were almost babies or very, very young children, do you expect to see those children in heaven one day? Of course I do. Absolutely I would. They were innocent children. Why would they not go to heaven? Uh, the father's been adamant about that from the from the very beginning. He would talk to me about that. I expected all children to go to heaven. Yeah, uh, they didn't do anything wrong. Right. They do have an opportunity to receive Christ in heaven if they want to, and they'll actually come to His throne and bring Him flowers and say they receive Him. They they don't necessarily have to do that to be in heaven, but they want to do it. Well, it wouldn't that almost by default if they went to heaven, wouldn't they? I can't imagine someone saying, as a child, no, I don't want to receive Christ, right? It wouldn't be anybody. They love him. They so fall in love yeah. with him. So I think it's such a blessing for the father to allow them to do that. So they do have, they have a big event where they're invited to 
uh, sit on, usually on the throne of the Father, and then Jesus will come and he will present himself there, and Jesus and he will ask Jesus to be received as his Savior. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, okay, Sayla, we got three children's questions today. Sayla, my granddaughter, my granddaughter's name is Sayla, but that's what you say. They may say pronounce it Sela, but Sayla or Sela, age eight, is asking, Cat, are there singing squirrels and talking flowers in heaven? Now she's eight years old. She wants to know if there's singing squirrels and talking flowers. I have seen both while I was in heaven, so I can adamantly tell you absolutely yes. Uh, the flowers have faces. Yes, they sing. Home meadows sing sometimes. And yes, squirrels do. Not just squirrels. Most of the creatures or most of the what you would call an animal, especially all your pets, they all talk. They talk. And then there is some, there's a whole group of squirrels that I know, and I don't know why. And I have been laughed at for this so many times. I don't care. People love it. There are a group of squirrels that actually are called greeters. G-R-E-T-E-R-S. And when someone comes home to heaven, they will actually go in this group and they will actually sing and dance for the people welcoming them to, to heaven. Wow. Never, I can imagine some, maybe some uh, older type stuffy person. And here they are opening the door and here's this group of squirrels ready to sing and dance. They have to <laughs> have pain. I'm not kidding. The Holy Spirit does, does make sure it all happens. And so if there's something you don't like, you'll change when you get there. That's, you know, that's actually the mouthful right there that you said, because... I know, but you know, I, I know. Out, it's one of my Well, you know what? Because when I if, I, if you had the further... Okay, I'm 67. For the first 50 years of my life, I could never have received most of that that you're saying, because I would have... I don't know what I would have thought would be wrong with that. I was just taught that heaven is holy and we're going to worship him. And no, I would have said, no, we're probably not going to just sit on the cloud, but I didn't have a replacement for that activity. Yes. I just didn't believe it. I had, Someone wrote, I saw it written, and someone said, there won't be, the reason we know that there won't be, this is a kind of a quote, the reason we know there won't be amusement parks in heaven, that there are none, is because the elements, it's because that's on earth, and the elements on the earth will be, be burned up with fervent heat, so therefore we know amusement parks won't be in heaven. Okay, I'm serious, I'm serious. they were there first before the earth was even made. <laughs> it has See, nothing about time or what's going on on earth. Are you kidding? It's on the earth because it is in heaven. See, I wanted you to say that because I knew that was your answer because I've come to learn that. And it makes sense. It it's logical. Sense. You know, everything talk about in the earth. Does it talk about the river of life? Well, rivers yeah. are on the earth, so why did they burn I mean, see, well, the, the thing about it is when I saw that, I thought, well, that would mean if you followed that logic, then that would mean since we have mansions on the earth and that earth is going to burn up, there can be no mansions in heaven. And since right. we have roads on the earth to drive vehicles, there can be no roads or vehicles of any kind in heaven. And you, pretty soon you, you, you have God with his hands up say, what can I do? You've, you've made all these things illegal for me to, you know, to have right. in heaven. It's kind of crazy. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good news, Kat. I'm glad you're, you're here to bring the good news. All right, I like this question. Kay, I don't know how old, but she says, does God have any particular reason reason when he sends twins, triplets, or whatever to be born? Does he have a reason? I'm not quite sure what she means. I don't know that he has a reason other than he just he loves seeing all three of them, I guess, or both of them or whatever. But 
I, I don't know of any certain reason that he would send it. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Since he sends those from heaven and he tells them, this is your assignment, which we you know we don't know now, but he, t- he gives them an assignment. If he's going to send triplets, he would probably, does this make sense? He would probably get these three children together and say, you're going to be triplets in about a minute from now. Uh, what does he and he tells them about their life is going to be and then he sends them or what? Um, I think there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on with all that. Um, there are times sometimes he'll actually mention it to people uh, before they before they're born. You know, yeah. when, while they're still living in him, in him, he'll let them know the their purpose. Even he'll let them know sometimes who he's chosen for them. All kinds of things go on, so that'd be really hard to say. But he does share with them most of the time, um, not necessarily when when they'll be born, but that they will be born together as a family. Sometimes he does do that. Okay. All right. Now, Matt is asking this. Um, this is, it sounds like my kind of question that I would be asking. He says, do people look back on their earthly life fondly uh, from heaven? So they've gone to heaven. Do they look back and think of... You know, I, you could say not like the good old days because they're in the good old days now and yeah. in heaven. But do they look back and say, remember when we did this to their friend? Remember when we went to the creek and we all went? So is it that kind of fond memories from heaven? Um, I think sometimes that they can kind of remember being with certain people, um, maybe not younger, maybe yeah. when they're a little older they do. I think depending on how close also that you got to the Lord, he himself may actually show you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll show you. He's shown me different people. He's shown me different people that I knew before I came to the earth. And I've seen myself sitting in his hand quite a few times explaining to me some of the things I would be doing. Of course, I didn't remember them uh, until much later on. so sometimes he does do that, but it really depends on the relationship you pursue with him, um, especially the Lord, that he will share things with you from your past, okay. past meaning before time. Yeah. Okay. BT, BT, before time. BT, before time, BT. All right. Um, here is, um, okay, um, I don't know how specifically to answer, you'd answer this, but I'll, I'll throw you the other question. Sarah is asking, in light of all the exposures coming from those caught up in sex trafficking, how do we pray for all the victims being delivered in this hor- horrendous experience? I, so I don't know, how, how would you tell them to pray for the victims that are being delivered? Is that That's what the question is. Well, there is something they can do if they knew about it, and that was the loosing of their soul. Oh, you, you can, you can, because God has um, not just ordained it that way, but he created that way. And it was a soul checkup. It's all about your soul. The keys to the kingdom, which you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, which you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Meaning if let's say it, it was a horrible encounter, like we're talking about something like that. And then someone they met who was adapted at being a soul doctor, they could share oh. with them if they lose those things and name them by name and then they lose them out of their soul in Jesus name Jesus will come and take them like they were never there and I teach that actually I haven't done it in a while but I actually teach that to different leaders of different groups that want to do that 
especially for young people who are um, rescued from drugs and other things like that. And they cried, it, they were so rejoiced because they said it would take them a year to work with a group or a person. And in this way, in three minutes, they have loosed everything in their soul that ever was there, that the devil put there. And I, you know, let's camp there for a minute. We've got about 10 minutes left here, but okay. let's see. Um, uh, because we're going to keep it to 40 minutes or so today. To, uh, so someone is rescued, and if you could see their soul, and I don't know as a seer if you can see that, cat, but but let's say that you just know. Okay, so you see their soul, and let's say it's full of, what do you see? Because that was one of the questions. What do you see, first of all? It depends on which person or type of person you're talking about. I see all kinds of things. I can see people um, who have gone through suffering. I can see people who have been abused. If someone is abused, they'll have like, um, you know, you've heard people say, we're going to tie the knot. These are all about relationships. This is not like right. you have a twisted rope hanging out of you somewhere. I'm not saying that. This sort of right. yeah. You yeah. knew that they had some kind of negative relationship in their life somewhere because that's what I see. Therefore, I know they need healing for that. And in the past, I would just pray and declare over them. Now I actually will go up to them and talk to them. And I'll teach them how they can be free from that in Jesus' name. And God never intended you to go through those things. That was not his purpose. There's a devil in this world that hates everybody. And whatever you can steal from your destiny. The point of the devil to mess with people in that is he wants to steal their destiny. And that's a that's one of the ways that he does it is by by the abuse, no matter what what kind of abuse that is, uh, that they have to go through. But I remember the 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 time that the father showed up. And showed up in my room and he said, I'm going to show you. And he said, I, I will show you. He said, after I show you this, people will know how in minutes to lose everything out of their soul and they'll never suffer from it again. Wow. And this will help every single believer accelerate their life into victory because I don't have someone to have three months, three years, 10 years trying to get healed from stuff that was done to them wrongfully. He said, if they follow these instructions, it's simply the keys to the kingdom, which everybody doesn't always understand. None of those different ways people can use those keys to the kingdom. He said, but I'm talking about what you lose on earth, you lose from heaven. You will lose from heaven. So what you lose from your soul that was done to you on earth that was wrong, heaven will come and loose it from your soul completely, and it will be like it never existed. If you want to bind the things of God, and we were growing up, we were always taught to bind the devil. Yeah. Are you uh, something bet much better than binding that? It's binding the love of God, the life of God, the plans of God, the will of God, his joy, his celebration, his expectation. You can choose with your will to bind those things to your soul, and no one can ever take them away from you, and you will feel completely different. So these are things taught to me by the Father. And I wow. remember it, it was our it was hours earth time because I remember glancing at my clock and then he took me and he would be taking me back and forth, showing me things on the earth and showing me how people got healed. It was really uh, quite a drawn up process. And I have helped so many people and we actually help people become soul doctors. That's what God calls me. a soul. I heard doctor. you use that a minute ago. I hadn't heard that term before, but in other words, it, it would be like you don't have to become a licensed uh, professional counselor. You could become a soul doctor. You're and, right. And practice and what God me. says. 
took me into the future and I saw down the hallways of businesses, athletic places, um, it didn't matter where it was, churches. And I would see a doorway that said Soul Doctor and it had a little sign up outside and people would go in there to get like sort of like counseling or healing or being made whole when they're sold. It was quite fascinating. So yes, there are things that we can do to help one another, how to be free from all that garbage. And I mean, the list was like so long and it didn't matter what it was that uh, people had wanted to lose from their soul. If they were involved in it, if their family was involved in it, if, if situations had happened to them, every one of those could be loose from your soul. Um, drugs, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of things you would choose to loosen from your soul. Can you, uh, I, I felt to ask you this while you were talking, because you were talking about a person can lose it from their own soul by, by doing what you've taught them to do. So this is what, this is kind of a yucky question. So there's women watching right now who have been raped and they never got delivered from the trauma of that rape or the, or the horrible memories of it. Men too, because a man can be raped because he has yeah. a child, both cases. How would you walk a woman right through? What would she say right now in her prayer time? How would she use her words to, to be her own soul doctor, if I could put it that way? I would just say to her that God actually, I think even better than that is I should tell you a real situation that happened. Okay, okay. Um, one of the first times I ever got to use that, I had just been with the father. Maybe weeks later, I was in New Jersey. I was invited by a pastor and his wife and her two sons. And he went in the grocery store to get some things for my room, you know, snacks and stuff. And she said, I've got it. You were sent here for me. This is a real story. You were sent here for me. And I know in the next couple minutes, you can help me be free because I knew that the Lord would help me get free. Whoa. She said, I have been, the, been through some of the worst torments of um, violence, violent torments night and day before I was married three times and, and to the wrong same person, not the same person, but the same kind of person. And she said, I can't stand it anymore. I thought, God, I've got to be free of this. I don't want the nightmares. I don't want the torments. My kids were present when some of these happened. And so they've gone through these same things. What can we do to be free right now? And in three minutes, I told her, do you know what the word says about binding and loosing? She said, well, binding and loosing, you know, you mean, yes. I said, yes, that. What you choose to lose from your soul that was done to you will be loosed from heaven itself. Heaven will come down, pull it out of your soul completely, and it will be like you never experienced it before. She said, show me right now. My husband's still in there. Show me now, right now. And so I let her through it. You know, um, and she, she gave her name. She said, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm choosing to lose from my soul all the violent activities, the violent things I've been, that I was hurt with, that I had to stand and see, that my kids had to stand and see. I'm fed up with it. I'm tired of the devil abusing me and I'm not going through this life anymore. So I choose with my own will to lose it in Jesus name right now, forever and ever, amen. And then this light came on her face. <laughs> wow. I have never ever seen any. This light came. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I mean, I knew it would work. She sat there and she started crying and laughing. And she goes, she sits a minute. She goes, it's gone. Oh. I mean, it's gone. Oh, I mean, in, in three minutes, it's gone. It's literally gone. 
It's like I never had it before. I, I can't even remember some of the acronyms. She goes, I, I've got to do this with my two boys. Before you leave and go back, can you please do the same thing with them? They were like the like 10 and uh, 15, something like that, or 17, something like that. I said, of course I will. She goes, no. She said, all I can do is laugh now. Before I couldn't even stand to think about going to bed at night. Her husband comes out with the story, goes, What's wrong? She goes, I'm the happiest person in the world. <laughs> wow. It worked. And so, yeah, the third night, she brought them and I led them to the same thing. And I saw her 10 years later. She said, Do you know what? That stuff has never come back. We are still filled with joy because after that, I taught her how to bind the joy of the Lord. God's love, his, his, his presence, you know, his purposes for your life, his celebration. And she said, we're still filled with that stuff. She said, I am so grateful to you. She said, I've helped so many people through that out of their life. It is really, really that thing. And they have loose, they have, people have lost some um, drug addiction, alcohol, uh, all kinds of things. Some things they were involved, even witchcraft. They have loosed that from their soul and, and because they were repentant first and then they loosed it from the soul. So I have to say one of the greatest, and the father said this may be one of the greatest things I ever show you. And he was right. So he calls me soul doctor all the time. I love that term too. I This first time I heard you use it, but wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, well, a I mean, person's body can, people can be sick in their body and still be happy. But if you're sick in your soul, you have no life at all. Wow, this may be the most, this is the most important thing we did today. And it, uh, we've even led kids, we've led kids through that too that have been abused. Um, but the teenager place in Orlando, that camp that they have to go to for a year, they had me come down and, and I, I taught every single one of the leaders and the teachers how to do that. And they said they'd never been the same again. And now instead of having all those weeks and months, to trust the person it used to be with that person, it takes a few minutes and they're free. Wow. Wow, Kat, that is simply amazing. And I've heard you talk on this a lot. This was especially poignant, if I guess, you know, uh, because people, you know, I've heard it and I've, I've done lots and lots and lots of self, you know, loosing. Yeah. But I feel like I got it at a new level today of understanding even though I heard these words before, I feel like it went even deeper this time. So uh, personally, I think I've received benefit from this, but I know that people watching, this is very important. I'm very sure important there will day. be many, many, many people, Steve, that will never be the same again after this podcast. We are going to so, print many booklets. We actually are going to print many booklets, M-I-N-I, mini booklets that people can order in bunches and stuff like that. Uh, they can even hand out to people. And then eventually we'll probably print a book and give the whole story about how the father came, how he taught me, all the places he took me. And uh, my daughter finally came to the door. I think it had been almost four hours. I had locked myself in my room, my older daughter. And she goes, mom, can I please come in? I went, I've just been with the father. She goes, can I please come in? <laughs> she climbed on my bed and I show, I, she was the first one I told her all about that. And she, she now, of course, she's married, she's got kids, and she helps people by being a soul doctor. Wow. Amazing, Kat. Wow, Kat, thank you so much. Very, very, very important broadcast today. So good, so good. Okay, yeah. uh, while you have it here, uh, let's point out revealingheaven.com. 
Uh, people can buy your books there and other materials, right? Yes, but I want to share one more thing. The Holy Spirit said, oh, please. please. Oh, go for it. Yes. One more story. Okay. That um, my one sister who has had a wild life, I'm telling you, she was um, my one sister, not Jen. One of my other sisters, you know, I have like seven. And one of them had gone through a lot of stuff in her life when she was younger. She was kidnapped. She was found back. She went through all kinds of things. And then God, God got so a hold of her. And uh, she's a smart person. She tells me, if you know anything and think of anything, or God wants me to have something, you call me, girl. I'm going to make sure I get it. And so uh, she called me one time. And I think this is one of the times when she was going through stuff. She goes, I've, I've had someone call me on the phone wanting to commit suicide. Because the rotten boyfriend, that's what she called him, broke up with her and ditched her. And she said she was so heartbroken, she couldn't stand to live. And her her friend was right. Her friend was not a Christian. This is wow. Uh, and I and I said, so what is it? She goes, I've heard you talk about the soul doctor before. Would you mind if I call my friend to get her on the phone and you lead her through that? Because I don't want to see her take her life. And I said, you know I will. So she did. I told her about Jesus Christ, and she said she knew that she knew who the Lord was. I said, did you know he can make you completely whole? So you don't need your boyfriend. You don't really need that person. Uh, if somebody loved you, they wouldn't have dumped you, ditched you, and used you like that. And she said, I'm willing because if I don't do something, I'm, I'm not going to live. And so I told her about the love of God, his sacrifice, you know, the full story of it. And so she received Christ as her Savior. And then she loosed that guy out of her soul by name, never to run after him again, never to be heartbroken again. And the Lord came and took that whole grief, suicidal thoughts out of her, out of her mind. And she never committed suicide. Because of that wow. Amazing. Wow. Wow. I didn't know it was going to be this good and this important. Yeah. Today. Jeez. Uh, okay, I was starting to mention revealingheaven.com, so please go to there to, to see what materials in the books that Kat has. Talk with the folks about what's at catcur.com. Well, catcur.com is what I, he, the father calls a spiritual platform. Whatever he wants to say, no matter when it is, he gives it to me to say. I will put it on there. Uh, there's all kinds of videos, self-help videos, learning videos, training videos. That's what a lot of it is. Some of them are... Um, interviews I've had with known people, which I really enjoyed having those interviews. We are in the midst of updating both of our websites, but catcur.com will always be the one that we, we put a lot of emphasis on uh, training that the father has given or things that you can do yourself by helping people. You don't have to be a brilliant, you know, you don't have to know everything there is to know. It's yeah. your heart for love, for one caring with people. And it is also the only place in the, in the cosmos Mm -hmm. that you can give online. There is no other place. There's no other, no other website um, that where you can go to do that. We did that on purpose because people would try to use you if you're known, you know, and they would send things to people, messages to people saying it was me. If you give this orphanage, then you'll get so much given to you and God will bless you so many times. They're just trying to steal money sometimes. So if you want to give online, you can, is it, what is it, Jan? See, I don't even know yeah. myself. Is it the cat cur? Yeah. The cat cur. What for? To give online. Is that where you go? Oh, no, cat isn't that at catcur.com, Jan? Catcur.com, the treasury. And you click on the treasury because that's where the love of the Lord right gets given out. Yes, catcur.com. 
And if you go there and click on the treasury, that's where you can call and give to be a guardian or one of the guardian zone, which are all the people who support us. And I love them, love them so much. They're so precious to me. And um, we're getting close to getting offices. I don't think I've got, I don't know if I told you that or not. We're getting real close to getting our, our new offices. And so as soon as we do that, we'll be reestablishing everything. Our staff has really missed people a lot. And then the, one of the first things we'll be doing in the next few months, once we get that, is sending out our guardian zone gifts to all those people we love who being a part of our lives. So, okay. yeah, that's it. All right. Well, Kat, thank you so much. A quick reminder, everyone, we will have Mel Kay on tomorrow at 11 o'clock Pacific because uh, this is Wednesday. You're seeing this on Wednesday, so she will be on Thursday. Thank no, you, everybody. Thank you, Kat. Pray, and I pray the love of God over your yes. life. His plans, his will, his way, his love for you, his purpose that he has planned and made a plan for you, that your you will not your life will not be wasted, your hope will not be wasted. God has great things still to happen in this world. And if you belong to him, you are a part of that. So thank you for looking forward to the great days ever seen before on this earth that hope will be given, joy will be given, blessings will be given in these days coming on the earth. It is not the new norm to have to live with wickedness and evil. Crushed, push back, and let God's light reign in your heart because we're not tolerating anybody running this earth except Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, everybody, we will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.